Hey, Matt here. You're listening to That Time We Woke Up in a Podcast and Had to Explain Manga, our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting, otherwise known as the Over Manga Cast. This week, we read Mashal, Magic and Muscles by Hajime Komoto. We read uh, chapters 1 through 39, which gets you about to the end of the Magia Lupus arc. And also, we uh, have a special guest in the form of Colton from the Manga Mavericks podcast. So... Make sure you get your stretches in. You wouldn't want to pull something. Hey, welcome back to the Over Manga Cast. I'm Matt and uh, got Jay here. Sam and Jacob are gone this week. They accidentally wound up uncovering a mafia operation and were force-fed a drug that turned them into children. Now they are single-handedly solving mysteries in order to get their adult bodies back. They'll be back next week or whatever, I don't know. Fortunately, we have managed to replace them for the time being. We have an excellent guest in the form of uh, Colton, uh, host of Manga Mavericks, also host of Another Day, Another Adventure, a Dragon Ball podcast, also co-host of One Podcast Prevails, also co-host of Just a Gintama podcast, a lot, a lot of podcasts. Uh, Colton, tell us a little bit about yourself. I sure will. Uh, as you've just mentioned, I am involved in a lot of podcasts, uh, so many that I had to start up my own personal blog and dedicate an entire page to all the stuff I've done. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. I love talking about manga in general, and I'm really excited to be talking about this title in particular. This week we read Mashal, uh, Magic and Muscles, and uh, like we normally like to do around this uh, part of the episode. We like to go around the horn, uh, ask everyone their familiarity with the series. Uh, Colton, uh, what's your familiarity with uh, Mashal? I basically started this as soon as it began running in Jump. On Manga Mavericks, we we like to uh, make time to talk about uh, whatever simul pubs we can like make time for, especially the Shonen Jump stuff. And uh, I know we talked about the first chapter of this. Um, I don't remember exactly what I said on that particular episode, but if, if I had to make a guess, if I had to like reach deep back into my memory banks, uh, talking about this two years ago at this point, it's, all, it's already almost that old. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I liked it just fine. I remember thinking the first chapter was interesting I'm, and I'm sure we'll get to it in a bit, but there are definitely some real funny moments in the first chapter that had my sides bursting. It was, uh, it was great. I think I liked it just fine in the beginning, but like, the more I kept up with it, the more I'm like, okay, this actually, this is actually some good. I, I, I'm like, I, I really enjoy it. Cool, cool. Uh, Matt here. So I think I started reading Mashal at one point when I got my uh, Shonen Jump subscription, and I think I dropped it for something else at one point. I want to say probably Red Hood, but I can't remember. I know I had the first five chapters read when I read it for our reading here. So I had read those previously. Everything else is uh, new for me. Uh, finally, uh, Jay, what is your experience with Mashal? So I'll go out there and say I had never heard of Mashal at all. And honestly, if it were not recommended, I probably would not pick it up for a variety of reasons, though obviously I'm glad I did. Fair. Colton, you mentioned the first chapter, which is really where we start our journey. We got our boy Mash. Like, let's get the setting out of the way, I guess is probably the easiest way, because um, the first chapter does a lot of, like, side world building. It's basically Harry Potter, kind of? I think that's exactly what it's going for. Like, when I when I originally first started reading the series, the fact that uh, MASH is supposed to be this character who basically lives in a world full of people who can use magic, but the gimmick is you know, he can't use magic, so he has to, like, 
compensate by uh, basically being, uh, you know, the strongest bodybuilder in this world. Um, I, I did get very strong, like, Black Clover vibes from this because Black Clover kind of has that same uh, conceit. Uh, but 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 the more you read through it and like I guess the further you get into the story and like the more we learn about this world the, the way I like to describe Mashal is basically what if Harry Potter was more like one punch that's my like one sentence like hypothetical pitch I, I think it describes the series pretty well personally that's that's pretty on brand because um essentially what we get is a world where people have magical talent that is displayed as visible marks on their face, mm -hmm. which is like, a, it's typically like a line drawn from their eye. It gets revealed later on that if you have more, you're more powerful or talented or whatever. Or the curse. Mash has no marks on his face because uh, he, he's got no magic powers, but he is the embodiment of that meme about um, playing a punch wizard in D&D. Yep. They made it happen, folks. Congratulations. I want to be a wizard. I cast punch. <laughs> so basically, we got Mash living out in the country with his adoptive father, uh, Regro, because he is um, Mash Burn Dead, son of Regro Burn Dead. And I love how Western these names are. <laughs> well, they have to be. I mean, if we're doing like magic Hogwarts, it has to be like Western. I, I know, but they're like aggressively Western. And <laughs> admittedly, Mash is... Probably not the worst offender, but like Regro is a name. And one of my favorite characters is literally like Lemon Linda or something like well, the girl's name I, is just Lemon. <laughs> basically, they took a name generator of like random <laughs> English words. And this is what you get, guys. It's not oh. just for D&D. See, like I <laughs> I thought it was like the inverse of when you were like on DeviantArt and you're like, oh, yeah, this is my OC from Japan. Mikara, and it's just like that's that's not a Japanese name. You've just smashed syllables together, but yeah. like the Western version. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I th I think my favorite is the uh, is the guy that eventually gets told about Mash because he eventually like goes in the town to buy cream puffs, and everybody's like uh, gossiping about him because he doesn't have any lines on his face. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, th that guy being Brad Coleman, I think that's his name. <laughs> It's Brad yeah. Coleman. Sounds like a legit name, too. Sounds like a cop's name. Like, he's just... <laughs> or, or someone had a friend. Just, like, <laughs> legitimately. What was the name of the foreign exchange student I knew vaguely? Brad Coleman. Guess <laughs> we'll just have, like, John Johnson or something. <laughs> so he goes into town. My boy Mash, uh, not a smart man. I think he's a genius, actually. He's a, he's a visionary. You know what? You know what? I'll, I'll dive down this power scaling rabbit hole. Um, what, what are the feats that show how smart he is? The fact that he's able to really focus on his one objective and not let anything phase him. Well, I, I asked for the explanation, I suppose. You did. No, actually, I... uh, one of my favorite early moments, uh, just kind of rereading through the first chapter, is when he goes in the town and he sees like uh, all the people at like their own shops, like like he got like like the crepe guy making crepes with magic, and like mm -hmm. the guy filling his beer mugs using magic, and I think a, a shoe polisher yeah. using like magic to like polish people's shoes. What I like about Mash is that like he is kind of dense, like he calls it like he sees him. You know, he's very exactly, exactly. There are a lot of times where he's literally just like. 
guys, you don't have to use magic for this. Like, why, why can't you just do this on your own? It just seems kind of unnecessary, you know? Blasphemy! Magic is everything! Which, yeah, it, it actually is exactly that, because yes. um, Mash then essentially gets arrested, but when the police officer attempts to arrest him, he rips off his clothes. Mash rips off the police officer's clothes. Kind of reminds me of that bit from uh, part four of JoJo where Yoshikage Kira's out at a diner and um, his hand gets pulled down because of the stand fight going on. He accidentally rips off that uh, waiter's clothing. He kind of Mash kind of rips off this policeman's uh, uniform kind of the same way. That sets up a lot of the comedy beats in this are Mash does not understand his own strength. And then three people in the sidelines react to that. And I'm like, ah, good. Classic Japanese comedy. I love it. Um, absurd things happened. People react to absurd things with absurd reaction faces, and I love it. <laughs> I actually really love the reaction faces in this because they do like a weird, like they shrink the um, eyes, <laughs> nose, and mouth like progressively smaller the more they're like just reacting to how shocked they are. I know we're kind of jumping ahead, but I think my favorite moment in this first chapter is when Brad Coleman eventually like uh, finds uh mash and his dad uh and he go and he basically tries to make uh make his dad like you know uh give up mash and eventually mash comes in to save the day and brad coleman just sends in this like big energy ball where the cops like oh he used that to like beat a dragon or whatever and then <laughs> and then as soon as he sends it over to mash 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 just kind of goes just kind of like <laughs> boops it down and, and I, I they, they do they do this joke twice and it's funny both times and I, I love the way like you were saying when when that happens like Brad Coleman's face in particular gets all like really tiny like it's almost kind of like like a like a meme comic or something it's it's really mm -hmm. great and that's that's the entirety of this fight where he's just like you're not taking my father also I'm just going to beat you up because I'm insanely strong uh, Brad Coleman, the fact the character's name is Brad Coleman will never not be funny to me. Um, but like his, his entire thing is, ah, yes, this is my next ultimate attack. And then Mash like swats it, swats it, volleyball, volleyball, like like nothing. And uh, at, at some point, Brad Coleman just becomes aware that he's in a gag manga. And he's like, hold on. There's only one way I'm getting out of this. You need to become a divine visionary at Easton Academy for Magic. And everyone's just like, that's such an incredibly stupid plan. He doesn't know anything about magic. Wouldn't the school just kick him out immediately? Yeah, but he's going to be arrested if he doesn't. And they're like, well, OK. I mean, yeah, like what, what, are, what other choice does he have? Like he, br br Brad, Brad literally brings up like, like MASH is really strong, but like there's there's going to be a point where like you know he he's gonna have to give up eventually like he, he can't just he can't just go around protecting his dad from like these thugs forever like he's gonna give eventually mm -hmm. so yeah uh we end the first chapter with uh mash going like well i'm just gonna go take on easton academy with my fist and then we get possibly the best done art in this of the picture of easton academy is like some looming fortress on the hill with mash's like finger extended in like graphic detail it is really great um this is around the point where uh, uh where i noticed and i i think i noticed it it took me a bit to like um to kind of figure out like oh this this is just shonen jump harry potter 
um in the best way possible but um literally every chapter title is kind of like worded like it could be just its own harry potter book because chapter two in particular is just called like mash burn dead in the mysterious maze so and so and the yada 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 like it's literally just uh every title of the chapter is literally just like what if this were a harry potter book Oh, man, I, I didn't notice the chapter title. I had always just noticed that the art on them is always like that kind of oil watercolory thing that they use on the Harry Potter books. With mm. mass just shoved onto the front of it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's even like magic publishing. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> For like the next good chunk of chapters, this is just a parody of Shonen's for the most part. It seems like these days, most things are parodies of shonens. There's like one or two really good shonens, and then there's a bunch of parodies. Well, I mean, like, that's kind of been a consistent thing, like, though, because Dragon Ball started as a parody of shonens. Yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, speaking about, you know, One Punch Man earlier, I'm not sure if I feel the same way about this as I do One Punch Man in this particular way, because something I notice about One Punch Man, and I still love it regardless, but... It is kind of hard to ignore the fact that, like, One Punch Man in particular started off as, like, a parody of, like, uh, you know, superhero shonen manga, what have you. And then eventually it just gets to the point where it's, like, it just kind of becomes the thing it's parodying, which, personally, I don't have a problem with because I, I still think it's good. But I know a lot of people where that's kind of, like, turned them off of the comic and, you know, how, how the story in it is kind of going right now. And... I'm not sure if I necessarily feel the same way about Mashal in that case. Like, I don't I don't want to just say like, oh, Mashal, Mashal was just supposed to be like a comedy and then like it became like an action manga so that like people would like it more or whatever. I, I really want to believe that like eventually a lot of the stuff that we're going to see in like this first arc was going to be introduced eventually. But I, I, I guess who's to say, really? Yeah, I, I got I got some things to say on that when we get to the point it happens. But like. <laughs> this this first couple of chapters at the very least is like, hey, here's the exam arc for getting into the Shonen High School kind of thing. Like, it's literally just comedy beats of like, ah, yes, this is the impossible test where the words just go around and only the smartest can be allowed in. And then Mass just threatens the paper to stay still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not moving. Which... Now that I think of it, I think is also a comedy beat in uh, Nehru, uh, Way of the Martial Artist or whatever. I think I remember that, yeah. They also uh, have a paper exam that's actually really easy. They're just distracted by something else. My favorite beat in this sort of like exam portion of the story is it's it's like a very little thing, but um, he there is a panel of him kind of like uh, sort of montaging through like a lot of the exam. Uh, and there's a bit where like, you could see that it looks like, oh, Mash is like lifting a rock with his wand, but like it's like an optical illusion. You see like behind the rock, he just has his thumb like stuck in the rock and he's literally lifting it with his thumb. <laughs> yep. Which I thought was pretty good. I mean, oh. say what you want. I would call that a form of magic. <laughs> just... I'm, I'm not going to say it isn't, but... <laughs> It's just so much of what so much of his feet, so many of his feats defy all logic and just physics. It no, has we'll, to be some form of magic. We'll we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah, like the the main part of this chapter, though, when the I guess suppose titular uh, uh, inescapable maze, they have to go through a labyrinth, uh, which 
Mash has absolutely no problem until uh, Lemon Irvine is her name. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. I love the fact someone's name is Lemon, and I will never back off of that. <laughs> I, I came up with the nickname Lemon Square. Got to keep the dessert trends going. I mm, that that does seem or lemon bars. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, too but long. mash mash is strictly a cream puff kind of guy. Like I know, and that's well, what well, I keep on saying about lemon. Strictly cream puffs. <laughs> but uh, essentially, what happens is lemon plays damsel in distress in the maze. Essentially, goes like, "No, you've got to help me," and he says, "Like, well, okay, as long as you don't slow me down." Uh, and then she Proceeds starts act- to slow him down. actively slowing him down. And he goes like, hold on a second. I'm kind of dense, but I think something's up here. And she's just like, no, I the the evil test taker. We're kind of skipping over because he, he really the blatantly does. evil test taker. There's no way this guy is not evil. Claude Lucy is his name, but he gets forgotten about by the end of his arc uh, is like just your he's like a professor snape kind of character he's just like oh my gosh mash i do hate you boy and like cool and it's just uh he got convinced her to get mash to fail because he didn't like that mash was doing so well with like presumably no magic and he also looked like a slacker because the blue blood themes of like uh yes only the prestigious upper crust are allowed in our university are like the so exactly like harry potter you know, later on, but also the fact that he also ropes Lemon into um, this plot because she herself is not prestigious. So he's like, this is a win win for me. I, I get yep. the annoying guy out or I get the poor like peon out. Essentially, um, Mash is just like, well, nope, I'm going to just leave. I'm not going to bother being tricked anymore and leaves. And like within two seconds, a sphinx attacks Lemon and he's just like, hold on. <laughs> And it does that like traditional Sphinx riddle of like, what is a creature that wakes up or at the beginning of the day walks on four legs, middle of the day walks on two, end of the day walks on three. And MASH gives my favorite answer to this, which is that sounds stupid and made up because that is a (laughs) terrible riddle. Uh, It could literally mean anything if that's what you wanted the right answer to be like. As you can tell, Matt hates Sphinxes. No, I hate that Sphinx riddle in particular. And yes, also Sphinxes. <laughs> it, it, it is great that Mash is just like, no, and he just punches him. Yep. So good. Like, that's like one of my favorite things about Mashal is that like, no, no matter how much the story wants to be like, this like mishmash of like Harry Potter and Shonen bullshit, like it, uh, Mash just kind of like no sells literally everything, and I think that's like one of my favorite things about this entire series. No, yeah, that that's easily my favorite parts of Mashal is when it's doing like the traditional tropes of like a Harry Potter like uh, magic adventure kind of crossed with shonen battle anime, and Mash just goes, "Nope, I'm just gonna punch my way through this." And I'm like, good. Like, like the day that like Ash finally takes something seriously, I I hope that it's like actually something the reader can take seriously because otherwise it's like well now now Matt now Mash has drank, drank the shonen kool-aid now you know I I feel I feel like if he started doing that too often like the series wouldn't be as fun or as entertaining but that that's just me I mean the series would just become reborn no I didn't read enough reborn to get into the like to get into the like real shonen action heavy stuff I only ever read the first volume of that I would oh, okay. like to read more though yeah you you I uh, re- 
Reborn's a bad example, because as far as gag manga go, you have to go a few volumes in before it really dives into a, I guess we're shonen now. I, I had flashbacks to um, me going through the shonen arcs of Reborn going like, one of the main characters is a baby. This is <laughs> like, <laughs> you've you've built a weird platform to base your battle shonen on. Uh <laughs> Shonen babies. Well, you don't understand. It was actually a uh, circle of magically created babies in order to end the mafia wars. The the reborn lore gets really dumb, and I think I'm misrepresenting it, but I don't think I care. <laughs> well, that that's fine. I'm gonna read it regardless, <laughs> and I'm probably gonna love it because I I love I love stupid stuff. So it's probably totally up my alley it, it it goes off the rails um but we're, we're talking about mashal uh it can go off on the rails on its own um <laughs> um essentially what happens is lemon goes oh no i've wasted all your time now we're gonna fail and mash is just like well no i'm just going to walk through the walls and then proceeds to punch <laughs> through all of the walls uh, uh, i mean I, I i respect it no no it's it's a, it's a good play i'm wondering why he didn't do that to begin with, or maybe just jump over the wall, because Mash makes an honest attempt of solving the maze. Honestly, if I were Mash, like I, I would probably like at least try to go through the maze. But if I was really running out of time, we'd like, oh, and then just just <laughs> go through all the shrubbery. I think it's stone walls, actually. But well, then in that case, I I probably wouldn't win. But I would <laughs> I would try. Ah, I see. You also follow the corn maze etiquette of if I can run through these when they don't see. <laughs> So anyway, uh, this is the final straw where Claude Lucy uh, just kind of goes like, OK, no, this is ridiculous. We're expelling that kid. He's clearly doing something weird. And also every the entire crowd kind of turns against him at this point. And they're like, yeah, expel him. Yeah, I say we let him go. And they're like, no, because um, essentially it, it then quickly gets out of hand as he is immediately like teleported to the headmaster's office. Where we get Who, head whose whose name whose name is is or I should say last name is Wahlberg, which is pretty yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I the wiki did not have his first name, so until I see anything else to the contrary, I'm assuming his first name is Mark. It you know it prob it probably is. I'm just I'm just going to assume it is. It, he's he's actually probably going to be played by Mark Wahlberg in the movie. That would be really amazing if that doesn't <laughs> happen. This in, this entire series was a waste. <laughs> Headmaster Wahlberg is not a dumb. He is not book Dumbledore. He is movie Dumbledore because he has no chill. Uh, he he goes from zero to I have cast the most powerful spell in this entire country where I have put in this doll the soul of the person you care about most and their soul will not only be killed, it will be erased from existence. What will you do with this impossible scenario? And Mash is just like, well, no, I'm 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 a stop that. And grabs the needle that it, like this thing is the size of like a two story building like it is extra. It's also being cranked by like a shadow demon with like multiple mouths. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's Mashal's other claim to fame is when wizards cast their like high level spells. They also randomly summon like demons that do the effect in the background. <laughs> But um, so Mash kind of does a very like well-formed like squat and is holding the needle up with his bare hands and it's like piercing and bleeding. It's just like, what? No, you can't block me. I'm in like, this is unstoppable. And he's just like, yeah, but like, you're just a person. You can't keep this going forever. This looks really like extravagant. I just got to outlast you. And then 
like not Dumbledore is just like, ha ha, you passed my test. Don't worry, I wasn't actually going to hurt you. That was a test. And then we we cut to um, <laughs> uh, Regro actually had his soul stolen <laughs> because he's been watching this, uh, the uh, events from like behind a fake shrub. <laughs> not not conspicuous whatsoever. Yep. And like he passed, had passed out, and it's like, no, he was, he was actually going to permanently erase his soul. Uh, and then he just goes like, hey, well, what were you gonna do if it actually had gone through? And Mash is like, well, I just would have beat the snot out of you. And he's like, oh, well, <laughs> like your moxie, kid. I also disagree with what this, uh, with what the Bureau of Magic is doing. He he is so Dumbledore hurts. I also think society is rotting from the inside out. That's why I became the uh, the headmaster of the most prestigious school for presumably many years, of which the majority of the rotten society is coming from the school. Maybe we shouldn't dig too deeply into this. I think this kind of falls apart. I mean, they say <laughs> in the manga that he only joined a few years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, wow, man, I, I was not paying attention then. Good job. Uh <laughs> I I was assuming he was Dumbledore with the Dumbledore. Like he's a problems. relatively like I want to say within like five or so years new new headmaster. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. I am misremembering. There's another scene with him, but there there is the bit in between where um. Oh, there's multiple scenes with him where he has to quote unquote faux penalize him for breaking school policy, even though he's like I tacitly agree with what you did, but I have to punish you somehow. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, this is where we get our mini arc where um, Mash does the most Harry Potter things like I he he basically does the side plots for a single book in like the week he's here because he gets assigned a dorm room with a I was going to say a Ron Weasley type, but it's not even that it's this this kid is <laughs> I could easily see him being just your run of the mill student because we don't really get too much of his backstory. At least it yeah, uh, Finn Ames is his name, and he definitely has, like, um, background character that accidentally got caught in the main character's wake energy, like. Yeah, like, he, he, he like, at first actively doesn't want anything to do with M.A.S.H. Mm -hmm. Which I don't blame him for. He's kind of bad news if you don't really understand what he's about. Mm -hmm. I mean, one, one of the first things that M.A.S.H., you know, says to Ames, or to Finn, you know, when he's, like, he, like, he, like introduces himself then introduces him to all of his muscles. They all have names. Yep. Yeah, also, he... that's it's like red flag. This is not someone you want to hang out with. Uh, see, I thought the red flag would be he also notes Mash is like exceptionally quick at stripping because like mid sentence, he was already down to his like weird onesie he wears. I mean, like... it depends. It depends on what you're into. It's essentially like a T-shirt and shorts like they're pants, aren't they? Like he's it's a full like uh, spandex. I mean, we say strip, but it's not like strip strip. It's just kind of like it's still unnerving. But, you know, it's not like locker room, just like stripped down completely nude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess it must be heat wicking. I'm wondering like if it's some kind of Under Armour type, you know, heat wicking material or something, because I'm wondering wearing a full uniform if he would overheat. It's definitely like a workout suit. Like it's. I just, I just thought definitely. it was a. I just thought it was like a really tight fitting like turtleneck. <laughs> I'm just I, saying we know he reads like sports magazines and like 
workout magazines, he probably has like some kind of deal with Under Armour or the equivalent in this universe. It would probably just be called Under Armour. <laughs> but um, we we uh, get the running theme in Mashal in that the upper classes in society are inherent and drain and must be taken down um, as uh, we get um, basically Draco Malfoy like. It's totally Draco Malfoy. Yeah, like it's it is some rich kid who bullies everyone else through like tacit agreement. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I th- think we're going to be great friends. Hey, could you take care of that for me? And like he he has he's used to getting what he wants by like implied threats like, oh, you don't know how powerful I am. I can make your life miserable. Uh, too bad he's trying to threaten a person who has nothing and does not understand subtlety. Because um, at one point he says, Master's like, oh, hey, yeah, maybe we should talk later today. And uh, Mash completely forgets to make cream puffs. <laughs> like, oh, am I forgetting something? Ah, nah. Back to my cream puffs. <laughs> I, I want to make cream puffs. One of my favorite little moments is uh, I, I think it's around the first time uh, Mash Roy, uh, runs into Lloyd Cavill, who. Uh, Ash uh, is here as Royd Castle, uh, and I. Oh I, yes, I love that. I Ash's comedy is so good because there are just moments where like somebody will just say a thing, and then the rest of the characters just kind of like stay silent to kind of like take it in. It's kind of <laughs> awkward, and they never know like what to say next. Because like uh, Lloyd does this like really weird thing, and I'm not really sure. He like has this tick where like. Anytime Mash says something like a dumb at all, like he just kind of like takes it in, kind of like I, I guess like cracks his neck. I guess I, it, I don't know. I just thought there was like a really interesting, like weird tick that he kind of does here and there. Well, I don't. I, he's like, well, I I don't even know what to say to that. Let's we'll move on. Yeah, he does that like weird kind of bite your lip kind of like I'm still trying to maintain <laughs> composure, but this guy is really stupid. Like I. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying to do a serious thing here, but this is all the tension is broken. <laughs> Essentially, because Mash is keen on making friends, um, and he's just like, okay, cool. Because Lloyd does kind of be like, oh yeah, we'll be good friends. You want to like help me with some chores? And Mash is just like, sure, it's super easy for me to do everything. Uh, why would I not help people when I can? <laughs> and he kind of gets like, like. He's getting bullied, but Mash does not understand that. Lloyd basically, he basically just uses him as like a gopher. Yeah, like, except Mash doesn't mind at all because it's literally no effort for him and also doesn't care. So it's like, <laughs> OK, he he, he kind of sees it as like, oh, I'm doing my friend a favor. Yeah. And also because uh, Lloyd Calville is like a jerk still, he's like having um. Finn, because he's his roommate, like destroy Mash's stuff. So like every day he's opening up his bag to see his like textbook has been ruined. Uh, unfortunately, Mash doesn't read. So <laughs> he's just like, oh, well, I guess I don't have a textbook. I'm borrowing yours. What? No, I didn't say you could do that. You're a really good friend, Finn. And Finn, <laughs> that 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 just breaks Finn. <laughs> Darn emotions. Compassion. <laughs> And um, that that prompts Finn to stand up to himself as Lloyd Calville is using his like using his ties to manipulate because L- Lloyd has like his father is in the Bureau of Magic, right? 
or yeah, something everyone, like that. Yeah, everyone has a relative that's in the Bureau of Magic, and that's why they're allowed to get away with anything, because a slight against, you know, them, the, the child, is a slight mm -hmm. against the Bureau, and we all know that the Bureau can order anyone to be expelled. Yeah, yeah, and like, that's cool, and that's like a lot of pressure he has on Finn, and I think it's probably more Finn's personality and anything is why he immediately buckles, but like, we, we get a revelation about Finn's family, at, like, near the end of our reading. I'm like, hold hold on, wait. <laughs> Why was this that impactful to you? But whatever. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true, but we'll, we'll, I guess we'll talk about that more later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it makes sense, it, this part in the reading, why he would go along with it, because he's, he's like, oh, you know what? He's Cyrus Truesdale from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Oh my gosh. No, yes. I can see it. That, that's yeah, I could see that actually. That, that is a hundred percent. And then he's got this cool dueling friend who's kind of dumb. Oh my god, this is just <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Just comes in and he's like, uh, I forget what Cyrus sounds like. Hey, hey, Mash, it's me, Finn Ames. I don't remember what Cyrus sounds like. Cyrus has a bad Yu-Gi-Oh! impression because most of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX was bad impressions. And yet I kept watching for some reason. Look, as as I guess the only one in the call who like unironically liked Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, even I kind of have to like agree a little bit. Oh, no, no. In our Yu-Gi-Oh! episode, I make Jacob irrevitably mad because I say I prefer Yu-Gi-Oh! GX to the original Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> OK, well, I, I can understand why that would trigger someone. I can I can understand why that would make me become the Joker, actually. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Look, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! GX knew what it was. <laughs> and then went with it. It was great. But, um... that That's fair, but I, I what I like about the original Yu-Gi-Oh! is that, like, you know, it, it was basically... The, the whole series was just an excuse for Kazuki Takahashi to be like, hey, look at all the cool games I'm into. And then when he finally found a game that, you know, everybody really wanted to play but didn't exist, and he kind of went with it, like... That's fine. I respect it. You got to make that money. Yeah. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is just about making that money. And I'm like, good. <laughs> I want Pegasus to have his own. Wait, no. Um, I want Seto Kaiba to have his own school. I want Pegasus to still be alive somewhere. I forget what he is in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, but it's weird. Ah, <laughs> uh, why are we talking so much about Yu-Gi-Oh! GX? I'm sorry. I should have warned you guys. If you start talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm in no way going to stop it. Oh, no. <laughs> hey Colton, remind me to have you on if we ever do another Yu-Gi-Oh episode. We should get back to Bash though. <laughs> yeah. Uh where where oh uh Finn Ames is Cyrus Truesdale. But um yes. so <laughs> This is confirmed. Yep. I am going to edit all the panels so it only shows the manga version of Cy no um he is confronting Lloyd Calville, and essentially you get every bully scene ever where it's just like, hey, punk, don't you think you can stand up to me? And then Mash just goes like, no, I'm just going to punch you. And then he punches him real good. The vice president or the vice headmaster sees this happen. And, and, and at first I want to be upset because obviously it's revealed that essentially, you know, they're working together to try to get Mash expelled. But in his position, he probably should still say something. You know, he did witness a student beat down another student. Also, Mash isn't sorry he beat down another student. His response is, well, I guess I need to keep punching people until there are no witnesses. I know. I he, literally, he literally starts to, like, bury this dude. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. That was like glorious. I'm just gonna bury you. What? No, that yes. will kill me. <laughs> you can't talk if you're buried. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Uh, no chill. And that is when we get one of our famous scenes with um uh headmaster Wahlberg. <laughs> who just goes like, So um what's uh what was that about? And Master's just like, Well, I punched him and then tried to bury their vice principal. Why'd you do that? Because they were bad people. Yep. And then and then Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch just goes, Well, Mash, don't worry. I knew they were bad people and I've been trying to <laughs> filter out that corruption from the inside and you've done my job for me so i'm only going to give you a slap on the wrist punishment by the way do you want to have a MacGuffin explained to you in some form of long explanation too bad i'm going to do it anyway how do you become a divine visionary that thing you're here to do well you need to have the most number of golden coins you can also get silver and bronze coins don't worry about bronze coins they're literally never mentioned again after this explanation and Mash has fallen asleep during this explanation. I'm like, good. That's that's how I love. <laughs> that 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 is the most like. Stop projecting, Matt. That is you the most. <laughs> that is the most me is when a shonen decides I'm going to have multiple panels of explanation. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll oh, figure God, it out. God, God help, God help, Mash if he ever starts to read Hunter Hunter. <laughs> I know. Ah, uh, did you want to know everything about how Greed Island worked? Did yes, you, did but. You... <laughs> Did, did you want seven pages to explain to you about how these cards work that'll never get used again? <laughs> I love Togashi so much. Hunter 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 is really good, but that is definitely a weakness of it. Mash has fallen asleep and then gets the crib notes version of get as many gold coins as possible. Also get silver coins. He also says get bronze coins, but also as a story thing, literally bronze coins are never mentioned again. And it's great. Uh <laughs> I don't know if I, like, just misremember this, but I, I think how it works is, like, you collect a bunch of, like, bronze or silver pieces, and, yeah. like, when you put them together, they become a gold coin? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's essentially like the exchange rate so, for coins. Yeah, because silver coins, he... Does he get one from this, I think? Yeah, I think he gets one, he gets one silver coin from this, and then he gets another one from the scorpion. He also gets yeah. one from the Quidditch match. Which yeah. uh, was before the scorpion. Yeah, the, the Quidditch yeah. match, I think, happens in here somewhere uh, because we get. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, I was just going to say, we're, we're, we're about at that point in the story here. Yeah. Yeah. We're essentially um, Mash still can't fly on a broom. He's had a broom flying lesson where he cheated by faster than the human eye could perceive, except for one person in the crowd, which is typically how everything Mash does works. Um, he picked up the broom threw it then ran over and jumped on it midair and doing that literally broke a world record for broom flying speed. Yeah. Magic. It's a kind of magic, I guess. Definitely. But essentially that prompts is, um, a character who gets introduced. And I think I forgot to write down the name for, um, uh, his name is Tom Knowles. <laughs> Such a good name. That is such a good name. But uh, Tom Tom Knowles was what was really giving me the reborn flashbacks because he is essentially the exact same as a character in that who's just really into sports. No, I think I remember the character you're talking about. Yep. Actually, and and yeah. women. Tom Knowles is into women. Oh, not not Tom Knowles. Tom Knowles is um, sports guy. Yeah, Tom Knowles is into sports. and the bamboo. Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't make any sense. All the adages he kept on saying. 
but anyway, um, Tom Knowles is so impressed after seeing that world record um, broom flying speed. He's like, Mash, you got to be the star player in our Quidditch game. Also, we can't call it Quidditch, but I can't remember what else it was called. So it, it is literally just, just Quidditch. They just look at the camera and they're like, Come, guys, you know what this is. No, we're doing here. We have literally changed nothing. There are quaffles. There are three hoops. There's a snitch flying around somewhere. Um, <laughs> but like, essentially, the game is in the third quarter. Mash is standing on the bottom of the field because he cannot fly. He is on a broom. <laughs> and eventually, uh, Tom Knowles has to fly down and just goes, Mash, come on. I, I thought you were really good. Why are you doing absolutely nothing? We're losing by like a significant number of points. We haven't scored one point. We just need to do one thing. And Mash is just like, you know what? I can't let anyone down. And then proceeds to do a squat, jumps up into the air. And then the scene that happens. <laughs> he proceeds to keep himself in the air by kicking super hard. <laughs> And that's a <laughs> that's a really funny scene. If this ever tries oh, to go the serious shonen route, I'm always going to have the in the back of my head that Mash can canonically fly by kicking his legs hard enough. Oh, well, it, it gets better because, like, he takes the, like, ball thing, shoots it through the hoop, and then just, like, shoots it so hard that he makes it go all around the field and keeps scoring millions and millions of points. Like, yeah, someone in the th th thing comments just like, his incredible finger muscles are like putting such a curve on it that it comes back to where he's standing. And <laughs> what he does is he scores as many points as the like um, scoreboard can hold. So they get to 999 points and he scores the final point. And because the scoreboard can't go any higher, they are declared the winners. <laughs> within like 30 seconds of him doing this don't want to give too much away but i will say if you if you liked mash uh staying in the air on his broom by kicking is more of that that happens later and it is pretty amazing <laughs> but yeah so as a winner he gets i think it's two silver coins or maybe they get one i forget it doesn't matter because essentially silver coins are represented as tiny triangles and they're like that's not the shape of a coin but then it's like ah you have to put them into like a, they form a circle. And then when you get a full ring, it is a gold coin, which um, I think it's shortly after this, because he has the gold coin. Um, he is hanging out with his friends, which is Finn Ames and Lemon Irvine is there, although she's not in a lot of this. She's just she appears for this scene, which I thought was a little weird because I had forgotten she was in here. Okay, so one part that we've neglected to really emphasize is that after Mash saves Lemon, he apparently gives her the impression that he will both physically and emotionally protect her, and she interprets that as a marriage proposal. Yeah, uh, basically. So it, it's uh he's she's saying I don't want to burden you emotionally, but he takes that to mean will you burden me physically and he's just like well no obviously you look super light and she's just like oh he agreed to marry me and then that's that's her whole character is yeah so the point of this is to say the reason she's around is because obviously she's now fully his fangirl and just I, is just there yeah. yeah i mean but that is how she is treated it's 
she is there for the scene because um because they're engaged everyone is this yeah and and my man lance crown needed to take magic hostages in his little genie bottle yep because they are studying for a test mash is almost certainly gonna fail because we we do get that Mash is like bordering on the edge of being expelled academically. <laughs> Not really surprised. I mean, I, it's it's funny when you are physically incapable of passing the practical portions of exams. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's doing the Harry Potter scene of like, oh, yes, well, we need to open your locks, open your lock with magic. And he rips the lock in half and the teacher's like, that's uh, that's obviously not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we we get our uh, our silver headed. Uh, he's particularly a bad boy because he has uh, two lines down Ooh, yes. his face, which uh, which makes him both symmetrical and also more powerful. Mm-hmm. I I think he's also the same character we got like a news broadcast for in the first chapter. That was that was a different character. Oh, it was. Oh, never mind then. Uh, he is not important. No, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, and they go out into the field because Easton Academy has a rule that there is no fighting between students unless you want to bet coins on it. And I'm like, that's a weird rule, Easton, but cool. Technicalities. It's, I mean, it's less of a technicality. That's more how the system is designed, but... I'll bet you two silver coins that I can't beat the shit out of you and kill you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, that... That is literally how everyone treats the duel. <laughs> what they do is they go out to a field because he has the people in a jar. He essentially we also hit the the other loving trend of Mashal, where um, in the middle of a fight, the border will go black and we will get the antagonist entire backstory. And I'm like, cool, I can get behind this. Lance Crowns is uh, it's a weird mix. Uh <laughs> He is immediately accused of being a pedo because he carries a locket of a young girl around his neck who is later revealed to be his lovely sister. And you're like, oh, that's normal. And then Lance makes it entirely not normal. (laughs) (laughs) I do do love how the scene plays out where like Lance is like, no, 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 you don't get it. That's my sister. And Mash is literally like, makes it better. You're not really helping your case out, bud. That's worse. <laughs> you, you know, that's worse, right? But um, essentially, Lance's whole thing is he's gifted and from a blue blood family. And his whole thing is he's like, even amongst his family, like a star peer and is just naturally talented with magic and would have been on track to become like everyone else, except his sister came down with uh, a magic disease that is slowly eating away her magic and then at some point she will lose her mark and be unable to cast magic and when that happens her family is going to have to give her up to the bureau where she will be executed i think they don't explicitly say it don't they say that she'll be imprisoned i you're right i think they are imprisoned the the first chapter makes it seem like they're I, I thought it was always executed, but then we get a character later on who's just like, I think we're too lenient on the unmagicked. Yeah. I would kill them. And I'm like, I thought that was already the case, but clearly I misread some point. But it's D- they'll be take they'll be taken out, erased from the picture somehow. Yeah, it's it's essentially the same thing from a narrative point of view. 
Um, so he's just like, well, my family's just going to give up on her. I know if I become a divine visionary, I can change the world. And so he's further motivated. He's going to be like, well, I'm going to make it so my sister doesn't get put in jail. And uh, Mash hears that and is just like, well, yep. And at this point, Lance has uh, dropped a the bottle holding his friends off the side of the cliff. And Mash is just like, well, I'm going to use some muscle magic. He, he like disappears in a puff of smoke. He has the bottle. But he also goes, I know this was a decoy bottle. You wouldn't have dropped the real thing. <laughs> and, then, and then and then he and then he just grabs it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just grabs it from him anyway. It's just like, so you you grabbed both bottles, Mash. Good job. And then. They're both like, well, I guess we're best friends now. And then Lance is like, we are we are not best friends. I, I like that Mash literally just did the whole like, want to see me run to that mountain and back? See you again. <laughs> Mash has now made some uh, actual friends. Uh, there's a great scene where um, Finn and Mash are trying to do their potions homework. And Lance, because he's good at everything, uh, comes in with a mandrake and she's like, well, you got to stop the mandrake from crying. Uh, and Mash, <laughs> yeah. Mash does that by threatening it. And it <laughs> surprise, surprise, it does not work. <laughs> he finally just knocks it unconscious. And my favorite joke in this entire thing is then because they have the mandrake is like, now that you have the mandrake, you can turn it into basically any potion. Watch, you just do these simple steps like here. And then Mash is like, you do these simple steps like this. And then he has made a cream puff out of <laughs> the mandrake. And everyone is confused. And Lance is like, well, no, Mash is an idiot. Maybe he wasn't paying attention. I will personally guide you step by step. Oh, no, he made another cream puff. What the what the hell? <laughs> he, he he literally helped him and watched him make make the thing they were trying to make. And they still make a cream puff. Which, um, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but fun fact about the author Hajime Komoto. He has mentioned in an Omake, uh, in an Omake page in the first volume that as a grade schooler, was a fan of Bobobo and Gintama, uh, which... Uh, Man of culture, I see. <laughs> yes. yes. Keeping that in mind, uh, I couldn't help but think, because I'm, I'm pretty sure this whole, like, gag here, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have just seen in a, in, in a Gintama episode, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he just took this gag wholesale. And also, like, that entire gag is, like, beat for beat, like, what I would expect from a Bobobo read to like there's literally an episode of gintama where like uh gin shinpachi and kagura have to like help hasagawa run like a sushi bar or whatever and they and they try it try their hand at making sushi and there's a bit where gin's like okay i just have to do this and this and this and i made a parfait <laughs> and yeah it's basically just a variation of that mm -hmm. joke that's a good joke. I, I really enjoyed it. But we, we get that little moment of team building before they go into the next mission, which is um essentially everyone going like, hey, we need to up how many silver coins you're getting because we made that number way too big. So we're going into the forest to hunt scorpions that have coins embedded in their foreheads. What? <laughs> how is this magic training for first years? This is what we're uh, doing. Asking questions. Just do it. <laughs> this, is, this is school shouldn't we be asking questions no. not at this school oh. you think you go to school to ask questions you go to school to learn no you <laughs> go to school to survive and be the best not when your school is essentially some kind of randian like pseudo fascist uh upper class <laughs> propelling narrative <laughs> you imagine if they tried to teach critical race theory at, uh, at the school <laughs> you mean well, what they're already teaching <laughs> but like in reverse 
They are, <laughs> yes, they are teaching the opposite of it. Yes. <laughs> like the whole oh, thing man. would just implode. Anyway, we get we get introduced to Dot. Dot is definitely a character. Which, um, I, I, again, not sure if this is important, but um, and I'm interested in seeing how they're gonna like, like what they're gonna choose for uh, when these get compiled into like volume releases over here in the U.S. But um, so at first when Dot is introduced, they write out Dot's name as D.O.T. There's clearly another chapter later on where they spell out his name as D.A.U.T. Which huh. I, I think they only did that for one chapter because I think they go back to just D.O.T. That was one thing that like kind of confused me like, OK, I'm not you got to you got to pick one, guys. I'm really interested in seeing what they're going to stick with. That's a fun guy. He's got red hair. And because of that, he yells at people that he's the main character. He's got he's got strong American character energy. Uh, he immediately pushes himself into the scene. He demands to be the center of the tension. All of his magic is named after guns. Uh, he's Bandit Keith. I, you're not wrong. <laughs> Except he's a lot more incel-y. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. And into women. This is the character I was thinking of earlier. I think Bandit Keith was into women. I'm not... Oh, no, I see what you mean now. <laughs> I like how eventually, like, he just goes on this whole rant and then nobody's paying attention to him and he's basically like, I just, listen, listen to me. Listen to me rant. Listen the fact to me. that he hates like pretty boys because how dare they be attractive and get all the women and you know there's equal representation but I have no women. <laughs> Everyone knows women are a commodity that you need to divvy out equally. <laughs> Where is my woman? Look, I know there's a weird gender ratio. We only have half as many girls, so we just need to cut all the girls in half. True owners would not watch. Oh, jeez. Dot definitely spends a lot of time on Reddit. <laughs> I oh, I I, I was going to say 4chan. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Oh, man. But yeah, uh, Dot, Dot, Dot's got some issues. Uh, Dot's also got a lot of heart and probably a lot of his like angst comes from a position of loneliness that he just needs to be socialized out of. But also uh, he fights people because... Uh, this is where we get introduced to um, Silva, who has silver hair and like studs in his face. Like he, he's got. I'm a... not, not going to lie. I there was a point where I, I definitely confused him for Tom Knowles because I feel like they kind of had this like a similar design. Silva or dot uh, Sil Silva. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot Tom Knowles existed until I had to remember the Quidditch game. So um, <laughs> That, but yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, Sil Silva's also got that weird personality of I've been held back because I've done too many serial murders. And I'm like, hold hold on. Why is this kid in a school at all? Like, because he has great magic. Yeah. That's all that matters. It is that all he that uses, matters. That he uses to commit murders. I, I'm but, just saying there is obviously a faction within the Bureau that wants to endorse this, too. So, well, I, you, you know what? We actually do get a character who says my daddy lets me commit all the murders I want. So, so yeah, <laughs> you're maybe I'm the one who's wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so we get introduced to a girl character who what? I, I'm going to be honest, I, I checked the wiki and I double checked the reading. I could pigtails? not find her, I could not find her name. Is it I pigtails? Don't think, I don't pig, think pigtails is named. Oh, 
Is and it her though? Tells, no, no, no. This is another girl. The, the the one who has like love magic or whatever. Oh, I know. Yeah, I don't remember. She's too bland. Yeah, yeah. Her her magic yeah, is yeah. I I make guys fall in love with me. I, I I don't know. This is where I got the one part. I'm like, so is every female character just going A trap? to? <laughs> it, it's also yes all women are traps and also all women's personality are entirely formed around being in love with a man which we do get another character who isn't quite that but her other no, side she of her totally is because she also references the fact that her daddy tells her that all men need to treat women as well, princesses i i was going to say she technically skirts guy because the other part of her personality is liking murder so it's yes. it's not much more of a personality <laughs> yeah like yeah it's it's not great uh female character representation but like i don't know Th this character's whole thing is she tricks uh incel dot into being like um i i have love magic that makes people fall in love with me but this guy is totally so desperate he i didn't need to cast a spell on him and he's already betraying people <laughs> like and then she tries to cast a spell on um mash but mash is just like no get away i just want to find coins and eat cream puffs and i'm like yeah mash there you go but um essentially what happens is she is teamed up with silva to lure people to him so that he can beat them up and prove he's better and get their coins the coins thing is totally secondary to he just needs to feel like he's the best. Um, and he starts fighting Dot and like this is the closest they get to having like an actual like this is a duel, not just a fight to death. It's like, well, we're going to do like I punch you as hard as you can and then you punch me as hard as I can, except with magic. And that would be really cool, except the two people's magic they have are Dot, who has explosion magic. And then Silva, it's. It's metal shooting, right? He just makes metal pillars come up from the ground, yeah, yeah. basically. And it's like, they they both are just like, wow, just getting hit with this, uh, not great. Um, and um, essentially, Silva comes up with a thing of just like, well, if you can withstand 10 of my hits, then I'll let you go and we can all deal with this. And then uh, Dot makes it through all 10, I think. But then obviously Silva doesn't keep his end of the bargain. And then Mash is just like, well, no, I'll keep his end of the bargain. And you think Mash is just fighting him, but he's like dodging everything and gets hit like twice. And then he stops and this goes, well, that's two. You think you got eight more in you? And the guy's just like, wait, hold on. We weren't seriously fighting. You were still doing the. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's a good reveal. I, I really like this fight. And um, yeah pretty good it's very uh satisfying cathartic to see mm -hmm. stand up for a new friend yeah and like at some point a giant scorpion comes out of nowhere with a silver coin in his head mash one shots it and at some points gets that silver coin he just he just he just eats it yeah <laughs> then he basically just like suplexes that other girl because he believes in equality yeah. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, because she's just like, oh, well, I'm just <laughs> going to give up now. And he's like, I believe in equality. <laughs> Basically, like she was like in on the thing the whole time. Mm -hmm, yeah. And, and, and like b basically uh, tricking Dot by giving giving her uh, giving him like crocodile tears, essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If there's I... anything I've learned from Mashal is that women can't be trusted ever. 
Yeah, that that is. I mean, honestly, solidly, that's that's the keg away from this. That's clearly one of the morals of this manga. <laughs> you know, I didn't really think about it too much until now, but yeah, female rep in Mashal's not super great. I mean, so in all fairness, <laughs> there there is a teacher, but she's also literally just Professor McGonagall, so I don't think it counts. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm not I'm not gonna count that. But yeah, um, so I, oh, you know, I, I remember how we get to the next arc. There's a lot of like um, beginning of chapter exposition about the different houses. There is, yeah. or, there's Orca, there's Angler, and there's Lupus. Mm -hmm. So we are, we don't have four. We have, or Lupine, or it's Lupus because I, it's, it's freaking the name, wolves. We it's got the name wolves. of the <laughs> Yes, the, the blue, is it Lang? It might be. I have it in front of me. It's Adler, Orca, and Lang. Yep, 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 yep. The group that they're fighting in this are like the Magia Lupus then. Yeah, yeah. But because they are a collection of wool and like, yeah, it's... it's. Uh, I love how they're divided into three and they're like, well, obviously the house cup is that um, Lang is in the lead, but Orca doesn't really care about the house cup because they're nerds. So the only true competition is between Angler and Loop and Lang. And also Angler is always given the worst candidates. And I'm like, OK, cool. <laughs> and like my man Abel with his uh, his uh, three, three uh, marks. Um, found out Mash because combined with that scorpion and I think some other stuff he did, he has enough silver coins to make a gold coin and that moves the tracker up and suddenly uh, Abel's just like, hold on. The lower houses have a single golden coin? I must crush them. <laughs> this will not stand. Yeah, yeah. so he, he goes to fight Mash and uh, that goes about as well as anyone fighting Mash. Yeah. Uh <laughs> It's more it's more like Mash just kind of like stumbles into it by uh, like uh, b breaking another door. We get explained about Magia Lupus and them like trying to get enough coins and everything. Mm -hmm. and, like, like I said, Ma Mash kind of like stumbles upon them. This is the point where like, you know, uh, you know with this being Mash's like first run with uh, with Abel, you know, uh, we, we basically uh, get explained that like he has uh slightly more radical views on uh on people without magic and uh, people just at the bottom of the food chain in general uh but, uh i like i said are uh, probably a bit more radical than uh almost anyone else in the series so far yeah he he is the one i i guess i misunderstood his quote to be the state of the world of like no people without magic should be executed it's survival of the fittest the strong eat the weak He's 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 all about keeping the system intact. You don't understand. If poor people wanted to be rich, they should just have been born rich. <laughs> people deserve what they have from the sweat. Is a man not entitled to the sweat of his labor? Then I think we get into uh, we get into this. Uh, I guess this first fight where like from that initial fight with Abel, where he's like immediately like pushed off. They're like, OK, they're seriously coming after us now. We should watch our coins because they're going to try and beat us up for them. So Mash and Lance just, um, oh, Mash actually gets punished for all the fights he's been starting. And he uh, has been having to take care of the uh, Mandrakes. So they are watering the Mandrakes and they get ambushed by these two guys. This this is this has one of my favorite moments in the entire series, actually, because uh these two guys show up. They're on their way, on their way to the to the shed or whatever. And like, 
I love this moment where, because uh, one of the guys, the, the guy with the big shuriken, constantly like says the most obvious shit. <laughs> it's, it's it's meant to sound like cool, relevatory, like like shown in action cliche one liner stuff. Uh, where he's literally talking to his partner, and he's like, "Did you know? Time passes; it never returns." And then the guy's literally like, "Yes, everyone knows that. S- stop, stop saying a uh, stupid obvious." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? It's not the Mandrake house. It's the owl coop that uh, Mash is sweeping on. That's right, because that comes up. But um, we also skipped over the the minor bit of details with uh, Tom Knowles apparently appears again as he has had his magic sucked out of him because uh, we're hitting like uh, the like second half of Chamber of Secrets where students are waking up in the infirmary. Basically. Yeah. And like it's uh, oh, man, I wonder why that's happening some weird guys spouting like the plot of Atlas shrugged out in the hallway. And then, uh, but, um, so yeah, we, we get the two, the two on two fight of Lance crown and mash, uh, burn dead with, um, big old shuriken man. And then just big old man. I think the, the big guy who like turns into a shark, by the way, uh, I think his name is Olor or something. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know if the shuriken guy has a name. I think he's the seventh fang is is because they get introduced as like, we are the Magia Lupus's sixth and seventh fangs. Man, a lot of people just don't get names in this. <laughs> but, <laughs> Important. But yeah, but yeah uh, so uh, Mash immediately gets locked out of the fight because the I think it's the shark guy's magic. He can make the ground water and Mash just sinks and gets out a single blub, blub, blub. I can't swim. And you're like, oh, no, does Mash have a weakness? Well, <laughs> and he learns how to swim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and we get like a, a moderately serious shonen fight between Lance Crown and the, the big shuriken guy, except the big shuriken guy keeps doing his like in a fight. There is always a winner and a loser. Yes. <laughs> And he's like, oh, God, his really obvious sounding bullshit is really breaking my concentration. I wish I didn't have to fight him. And the the big thing is Lance is constantly just like, I am strong enough to one shot this guy. But there are very cute owls by his feet. I am waiting for the owls to move. I mean, you know, fair. Yeah. Like, those owls don't deserve to be hurt. I don't think we mentioned at all that, like, Lance just has gravity powers. Yeah, he he has the like I have the best magic powers. And they're hard to beat. Yeah, like it's it's also about the point Lance comes in that they decide everyone has their own secret magic, and I'm like, okay, it's it's when it took it first steps away from this is Harry Potter to this is a Harry Potter themed battle shonen. Uh, <laughs> but um, so the the fun part of this fight because Lance literally attacks behind sucks the owls away and then just one shots uh the guy who does not even get a name uh meanwhile under the fake water the dude olare turns into a shark with his shark magic and gets torpedoed by mash who says i learned how to swim (laughs) i'm like cool any thank any thanks and for helping him overcome his fear yes thank you very much he is a pure soul i was afraid of swimming Oh man, I do I do like the page where like Mash starts swimming around him, and there's that panel with uh, with the guy's blank face where he goes, mm-hmm. "Hunter, become the hunter." <laughs> then he tries to turn into a bigger, creepier shark, and then and then he just gets one shotted. Yeah, 
And then they're like, well, we got these two unconscious people. We can obviously interrogate them for information. And then creepy dude with a mask appears. The very lovely rendered shot of him looking creepy. Mm hmm. Like he, he is almost apparently drawn by a different person, like the intricate detail he appears because it's a comedy beat and everyone else is like sketches. And he's like, yes. <gasps> and that, like, that's how you know. That's how you know it's serious. It's got strong that uh, like the first time Shigaraki shows up in My Hero Academia. Like it's that level of like, I'm going all in on this single page. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Yep. 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 They are going to fight him. Lance can't use his magic. Uh, Mash tries to run up to him, but he apparently can teleport or something. They're not really sure. And he gets the people away and disappears. And they're like, who was that mysterious stranger? And we cut to like where he appears in the woods and the guy is in the middle of taking off his mask and just goes, that person was just like me. You're like, ooh, ooh, what was going on here? That's definitely some mystery. And we we basically kind of get to the point where like kind of get the team together. Mm hmm. They, and they all like kind of go out to go look for Magia Lupus. Yeah, because um, Lemon gets turned into a puppet zombie, which has been happening to everyone, kind of. And yeah. we get a real cute moment where she made a special cream puff for Mash and just like, keep it safe. And Mash is just like, I love <laughs> cream puffs. I'm like, I don't think he quite he, I don't think he quite got your messenger, Lemon, but you're working on it. <laughs> One step at a time. There's a great bit where after she's turned into a puppet, all Doc can say is, she, she still looks good without any eyes. What is wrong yeah. with me? <laughs> See, that, that's what I'm saying. He, he's got some friends now, and he's got that, like, additional layer of self-reflection. He realizes what he's done is super cringe. Uh, yep. He, he, he's become a little more self-aware. And it's, it's one step at a time. <laughs> but yeah, they... Um, they essentially are just led to the hideouts, like the secret door to the hideout. Lemon just runs to and they follow her. And then it's just like, oh, no, this door is sealed with impenetrable magic. We could never possibly get. And then Mash just like cranks it open with a lever. The door is just like set flying out <laughs> of the out of the school. They walk down some steps to a giant arena and we get. Like the first of Magia Lupus, who's just like, didn't you know the entire underground of this school is secretly arenas that even the professors don't know about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, what? <laughs> no, no, there's no way none of the teachers know about this. Yeah, yeah. Don't you understand? What? We're going to fight you one v one. And for a for for a shonen battle turn. This 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 is unapologetically a shonen battle tournament. Oh, uh, because uh, the first fight we get is this dude is just called Worth's henchman. I don't believe it. Uh. Hopefully one day this wiki is uh, is updated. Um, this I think this one is actually like a like the first fight here is uh pretty cool because it does actually like mm -hmm. require a little thought where it's like mm -hmm. you know the the henchman guy like uses like vine magic or basically poison ivy magic mm -hmm. in batman uh and uh there's this cool bit where like uh dot basically surrounds him with like his uh like his like uh explosion spells or whatever 
uh, I think the thing is like he, he makes them think that they're like landmine types mm -hmm. types of spells or whatever. Um, but eventually, oh, they're actually just time. So like they would have exploded on him anyway. I, I think the gimmick is they're like super charged and like they need time to go off. Like that's the yeah. trade off there. So he's just like, haha, you don't understand. I needed you to stay in exactly that place. Yeah, so, he's like, basically he's basically tricking him to like mm -hmm. stay in that spot because like he's making him think that they that they act like landmines. Like if you step on them, they'll explode. But they were going to explode anyway. Yeah, and it, it's actually got like my favorite part of Dot is uh, his catchphrase is flipping the other person off and saying die twice. <laughs> or in this case, he goes die eight times <laughs> like. <laughs> I also like that he finishes off by going, yeah, that'll teach you to judge people for their looks. And I'm just like, that's literally what you were doing. That's yeah. literally what you do with almost everyone around you. Look, he has a little bit of self-awareness. I didn't say he's fully recovered. <laughs> we also get an exposition bit where the uh, Bureau of Magic's like president comes to the school and is just like, oh, no, he has the Mark Wahlberg come to him and just like, hey, by the way, we've had an escape from the super magic prison. The um, prison guards were slaughtered. So someone broke out six of Death Row's most notorious inmates. Uh, and the person doing it was Innocent Zero. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds like a Western name. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, definitely not Voldemort. De definitely not a code name. I, if if that turns out to be a nickname, I will be immeasurably upset. <laughs> that's just that's just on their birth certificate. Yep. Innocent and zero. Mm -hmm. Yep. Essentially, what happens is they won and they are dissolved by the ground and immediately split up into separate rooms to go like full Shonen Battle Tournament as we are having concurrent fights. They get like separated into separate rooms with um, Lance Crown. Dot Barrett, Finn Ames, and Mash. Like basically, Mash gets his own fight. Mm -hmm. It's teamed up with Finn, and Lance gets his own fight. And in all fairness, Finn doesn't even really get his own fight because the uh, duo that Dot and him are with the it's a um, it's a brother and sister, I think, is what the implication is. Uh, the brother disappears for most of the fight because um, this is where we get a uh, love who is um, the uh, the daddy said I can murder any boy who doesn't adore me like a princess. And I'm like, good, we've we've added some we've added one layer of depth. We're getting there. <laughs> I don't know. That, that fight's also just like we've done the same thing with Dot before. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not really anything like super different i don't think i mean we do get a li like a little backstory on him about like you know how basically uh he didn't really know what having friends was like because as an eight-year-old someone was just like hey can i can i take your broom sure thanks bye and then dot's sister his older sister is literally like you know like friends wouldn't just like take your stuff like you gotta like you gotta like stand up for yourself you know you gotta like you know like eventually you're gonna find someone uh, who who you'll know is your real friend by the fact that like they'll get like sad or angry for you on your behalf or whatever. Some basically someone it's that'll care about super you. Super crazy coming from your younger, much younger sibling. Um, and then it basically gets to a point where like w when he's in the middle of like this chick's like uh, magical whirlwind thing, 
just kind of thinking back on like what happened with the scorpions and everything how mash stood up for him and then uh this is essentially where uh we find out that uh dot just has a mark on his forehead that can like increase his magic powers i've yep i i had for <laughs> i liked this fight so little i had forgotten that was the reveal but you're right because he's had a headband on where he's got the cross mark that this is the part oh, where you just nod and say yep that sounds like shonen bullshit. Yep, that that's what it is. Dot, dot dot literally does like Piccolo's Hell Zone grenade, except with this like explosion uh, mm -hmm. magic or whatever. Um, what I do like is that uh, Dot literally does the same thing that like uh, Mash did with uh, with Silva, where because uh, there's literally a parallel here where Dot also does the like "come at me, scumbag" kind of thing that mm -hmm. mash did earlier when uh when he when he was standing up or dot like oh man i i oh man parallels oh i got him mm -hmm. another kind of simple i still love him he's learning as far as the other fights go we've got uh lance versus um worth uh maldi i think maddle i have no idea how you pronounce that his name's worth what? that's all that matters <laughs> i wasn't really entirely sure either yeah it his his fight is much more interesting because it it's another thing with Lance where Lance has yet to really be challenged because this dude has mud magic, which I guess is supposed to which I guess <laughs> is to like counter the whole thing that th this is less a fight and more this guy like doing his full prepared speech about how don't you understand you're part of the upper class like us don't you understand that the people you are around taint you if you live with wolves you are wolves but if you live with sheep you are a sheep and sheep hunt wolves wait no that's not what happens hunt wolves hunt sheep um <laughs> wait uh, so yeah like we're you're gonna join the villains aren't you because we're strong and he just goes you know, if you were so strong, you wouldn't be losing this fight right now. And he's like, what? No, I'm not losing this fight. You're losing this fight. Loser says, what? What? And then he gets smashed with a whole bunch of gravity magic. There's a bit more back and forth, but it's it's essentially that. Because the whole thing is that, like, Worth goes on this whole thing about how, like, it's basically your environment that shapes you as a person. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, uh, I'm not sure if it's ironic. I'm, it's not really what I want to call it. But, like, because his whole thing is that, like, yeah, sure. He he's technically a part of like the upper class and everything, but like the the people in his life basically don't like don't really like take notice of the like the actual work that he puts in. So really, all he needed was a little validation. It's not like Lance disagrees with him. He's just like, yeah, you are a product of your environment. I just think your environment's toxic, and I've found a better one. And I've won this fight. So doesn't that kind of prove I'm right by your own logic? And he's like, no, I can't be wrong. Oh, you've won this debate. <laughs> and also the fight. Ah, you understand how metaphors work. It's weird because I think Mash's fight is actually the longest and kind of in the middle of all these. Kind of, yeah. He, he is uh, fighting an individual by the name Abyss Razor, who, while wearing a... <laughs> it's such a good name, I know, right? Um, And like, while wearing the mask, we are led to believe by like everything like oh does he not have magic uh no he's kind of got the opposite uh because the mask is destroyed and he has a cursed eye that when it looks at someone takes away their magic mm, definitely not a sharing guy <laughs> yep that would copy someone's magic jay you know naruto what's the one that takes away whoa. jutsu whoa 
Not appreciated. Okay. Um, take... <laughs> Sa- Sam, edit out the part where Jay is claimed to know anything about Naruto. Clearly that's an insult. <laughs> what? <laughs> takes away takes away your jutsu power? Yes. I want to say it's Mengenkyu or whatever. It's been a while. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> I thought he didn't have magic, but then he does have a mark and he uses like these like Uno reverse card arrows. Honestly, the first thing I thought of was, hey, it's kind of like that one power that one demon had from Demon Slayer. It's also kind of got like a Medusa from Soul Eater, like with the snake kind of arrow things. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got, it's um, got that same vibe. You thought this was going to be this is a dude who cancels magic and was like, they're going to have a one on one fist fight. Uh, and then at some point, Mash is stabbed through the stomach with the long sword. And his abs are so toned that he can grip the sword inside of him. Yeah. Honestly, kind of amazing. It is pretty amazing. I just wish at any point after this, they acknowledge she got stabbed. Because <laughs> that's a like that's a like long sword that goes out his back. Fine. He's, he's, he's fine. He runs into someone with a magic healing hanky. Uh. <laughs> oh, and yeah, this is around the point where he like head butts him in the face and mm-hmm. he breaks his mask. And then, yeah, we get the evil eye reveal and everything. Yeah, yeah. And we get the whole backstory of like, you don't understand when I was born, my parents thought I was cursed because whenever I would look at them, even as a baby, I would take away their magic powers. So I was put into an orphanage for like evil people. And then th- the only person who ever loved me was Abel because he was just like, I don't think you're a monster. I think you're a useful tool. And, you know, honestly, that was cool. It made me feel like I had purpose and it was better than where I was. And I'm like, look, my, 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 par- my literal parents tried to kill me. Like my, I can't be any edgier than that. Yeah. I, I, I am moving from people who actively tried to kill me to someone using me as a puppet. It's a step up. <laughs> What is and that like, from? Mashal, the thing we read. No, <laughs> similar, similar dynamic. Oh, never mind. It's just giant memory. It's, it's a very common villain. Yeah. Dynamic. Uh, if I had to wager a guess, you're probably thinking of either a Roni Kenshin or an Inuyasha villain. No, it's newer than those. No, oh, I yeah. don't know then. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong because obviously it's existed since then. But yeah. 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 The actual, the actual fight itself, I, I thought, was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Mash gets to a point where, like, because uh, because the dude literally does like a like a big old arrow force field or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he gets punched through it, and then Mash does this thing where like he does his uh, his hurricane rush, where he just like names a bunch of different muscles, and then does like does like the uh, Rock Lee's Lotus move or whatever. Yeah, no, like this entire arc, they really stepped up the like action scenes like they're all really good. Like they do like cool actions. It does have the thing I mentioned earlier where like all the like super techniques are. Let's put a weird demon in there for some reason. But I cool. That's a flavor thing. I can I can deal with it. Uh, it gets to the point where Mash is like going to beat him up and um uh, Abyss Razor kind of like barks out the remaining of his backstory and then Mashes is like, oh, cool. So you've given up. I don't really want to fight you then. Like, if we can just move on, that's cool. And he's like, what? You don't want to fight me? You would be a friend to me? It's like, sure. Oh, cool. 
sorry for stabbing you, but I guess you're walking away, so you're cool with that. Uh, and he's like, yep. <laughs> I, I, I like how as MASH leaves, uh, we we kind of see we kind of see him break down, and you could tell you could tell visually that he that his uh, that he's breaking down and letting down his walls, l- letting his facade down by the way that like the, a chunk of his mask starts to crack. As as the way a part of his literal facade starts to crack. <laughs> yeah, um, si- si- simple simple stuff, but I, I I I dig it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is where the love fight happens. <laughs> Went out this of is... order. It's. <laughs> yep, that that's that that was definitely a fight that happened. Uh, there there I there were parts of that fight I liked, but like it's not it's not like the most interesting fight. I will I will give you that. The the art is good. I like like how the attacks are animated. It's just the fact that it's literally the exact same dynamic we had already just gotten in the previous arc is like you did this with Dot already. Why is also, the fact that um, Finn is there that entire fight and does nothing but watch. Yeah, Finn doesn't get like a whole lot to do at all this first arc, which is unfortunate. Finn, um, Finn is there so that when the brother comes back after his sister has been defeated and shoots his rock magic at Finn, Dot can jump in front of the blast and like sacrifice himself for it. Like, and I mean... This is this is basically the point where we get introduced to Rain Ames, which was the 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 divine visionary that we were literally introduced to mm-hmm. in the like television broadcast, like in the first chapter. <gasps> Who's Finn's the brother, which brings up the weird thing of like, why was Finn getting bullied? <laughs> like, I feel like it's one of those things where like he's probably the black sheep of his family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, like, that probably like, makes sense. Like, he's probably not as magically inclined as, like, his brother is, so, like, his family probably doesn't care about him at all. Yeah, that makes sense. I, for, I, for, I, I forget if, like, currently we've gotten any more backstory on Finn, but I, I have to imagine that's probably what, what it's going to end up being. Mm-hmm. They're, they've got to do something with him, because in the reading, we <laughs> he is barely more than, like, even as far as like um do nothing like shonen tagons go, he's he's real low tier. Like uh he he is almost like um sidekick in a cooking manga level. <laughs> I didn't know you could make food like that. That's so good. Like that's essentially what he does. Yeah, he he's he's kind of like so far he's kind of like if Shinpachi from Gintama were like less interesting and less funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably, which probably sounds really harsh, because I actually I don't really like dislike Finn. I just not really like my favorite character. Let's just say, yeah, like uh, it, 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 it's just when he's a drywall character. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just he's noticeably like got nothing going on. Yeah, he serves he's a purpose. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, when when Rain leaves, like he ends up running into uh, I. Genuinely, I almost said Saitama. Uh, he runs into Mash. I mean, you're not wrong, but crossover, <laughs> crossover episode. I would love to see. <laughs> has to happen. I I think Saitama would win instantly. Well, he has to. It's in the manual. I, I'm just <sighs> okay. And, and we we get this whole thing where like Bane notices his like threatening aura while Mash is like eating a cream puff, mm-hmm. and you know, he's basically suspicious of him and he uses his little like little like spider thing to like judge his magic mm-hmm. throwing a bunch of big swords at him 
Yeah, because he has sword magic and it's just constantly summoning blades and everything. And like um, the the spider keeps reading like he has no magic. That doesn't make any sense. If I say that, everyone's going to make fun of me. He has no magic that that can't be it. Um, he he's got super weird power. I don't know. And that's enough for Rain, who's there to investigate the escaped criminals. Go like, ah, he must be one of the criminals in disguise. And then it turns out, no, 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 he's. He's just a guy. Oh, it's it's like mid fight. Rain goes like, oh, wait, Headmaster Mark Wahlberg did say there was a weird guy who looked exactly out. No, wait, I know exactly who this is. Oh, well, this fight was well. My apologies. I'm going to give you a magic healing handkerchief that can heal all your wounds. So that like sword wound through your stomach. <laughs> and and then Master's just like, do you like bunny rabbits? Because it's the like most bunny rabbit handkerchief ever. And then Rain kind of like looks at him like anything. It's, it, it, it's another one I of those great. Say anything. Have you seen this? handkerchief? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's literally another one of those moments where like, they have like a, like where two characters have like a weird awkward silence, and then the other character's just like gonna move on from that. I I I hate the situation we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, but anyway, uh, Mash is all healed up and uh, needs to go take out um, Abel again for the rematch. Uh, he opens up the door and Abel has like a full Gothic cathedral down there with like the tendrils to people like sleeping in comatose states on like the walls and everything. Like he's got like the full, um, honestly, it's like the boss fight from Scott Pilgrim with, um, Gideon Gray's with like the connected cables to like all the people and like comatose state. Like it's, it, it's a weirdly extravagant thing. Yeah. Um, and then we just, we, we get more about like Abel's like worldview and how he, 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 he literally says that like we should dis we should like dispose of people who can't use magic. Just like, mmm, okay. <laughs> a little genocidal there, bud. But that was I the intention. He's fully know. he's fully on board with genocide. It's it's finally when he just full on goes, No, genocide is useful and we need to do it. That Mash is just <laughs> finally like, Well, that hmm. That's uh see, that's we a, have different beliefs. That's a that's a hard stance. Um I don't think we're going to be able to be friends. So that's unfortunate. I guess I'm going to fight you now. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Uh, I and mean, then he has we... his own processing process, and that was it. Can't be friends. So, OK, I guess where do we go from here? Guess I got to fight you. Time to fight all your like metal puppet dummies. And he I, I do love the bit where like he takes one of the heads of them, I think sticks his fingers into it and then just bowls them all like they're all pulling pins. Mm hmm. My favorite part about that is love managed to escape her fight and walks in on this going like, well, I'm just going to go hang out with Abel because he'll keep me safe. Walks in to s and just narrates. Wait, what is he doing with that? Wait, no, he's bolt. He got a strike <laughs> like. And yeah, I mean, th there's a lot of back and forth here with mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, Abel kind of throwing whatever powers he has against mash and you know, mash not, to not totally like no selling it like really actually has to like kind of mm -hmm. sort of figure out how to get uh how to like kind of counter them or whatever uh I, I really i really like the bit where like he sends his like 
see like clown looking marionette puppets after him and i really love that two-page spread of uh them being like thrown back at him mm-hmm. like yeah. there's a lot of really interesting like shots where like like certain things depending on where they're positioned are like more out of focus or something like it's being shot via like a camera like really interesting details in the art like that i really appreciate there's actually like real good like um posing on the panels like like for a gag manga occasionally you'll just get like a full like let's turn the camera slightly and you're like you didn't need to do that you could have just kept mash on model you didn't need to like let's do a three quarters view of him like you could have not done this, but you did, and it, it looks better for it. Like, this is kind of, the, I mean, if it hasn't already, like, this is the point where MASH just kind of becomes a full-on action battle manga. And honestly, <laughs> it's pretty good yeah. as far as that kind of stuff goes. It's got, like, the cool powers and everything. Um, I think it loses something by, like, not building up to the cool powers. You're instantly just thrown into, like, this is my ultimate form. Like, and that kind of, like, makes them feel a little less, but, like... They look really cool on the page, so that's half yeah, the battle yeah, they, right there. Do just kind of get into the whole like, oh, some some wizards and people like magic users have like even more powerful second versions of spells that they can use mm-hmm. Be- because because that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's um it's about at this point uh probably like probably actually it was a little bit before in the last fights where I'm. I was reading and I I kind of at this point felt like, did I like pick up a completely different manga like midway through? Because like that's the level of like battle manga. I felt like I was in the middle of like it just suddenly shifted like to halfway through a shonen kind of thing. Like there was no learning the powers moment. It's instantly just everyone throwing like mid-level stuff at each other. And I'm like, cool. It's just a very like sharp tonal shift. Yeah, that That's fair. Um, I can, I, I can see why, like, it would feel a little, like, it would feel a little jarring. And, and I guess that's kind of what, what I, when I kind of mentioned earlier was, like, it's, it's hard to tell whether this was, like, the intent all along or whether this was, like, a, like, a, oh, uh, Mash, Mashal is good, but, like, we could, we could pull even more readers in if this was more action heavy to make sure this doesn't get canceled in the magazine after like 17 chapters or whatever that's yeah that's always my concern when i see like a sudden tonal shift i'm like did someone have a bad meeting with their editor like you hate to see it too and it's just like well okay let's see where this goes like obviously obviously a bunch of manga go through that same process and are better for it so i'm not like saying the act in itself is like a disparaging thing i'm just it is noticeable when it happens sometimes I don't know if we have to go through like every single like beat of this fight, but like th- there are some really good moments here. Like, uh, I think um, Abel tries to control Mash uh, with his strings or whatever, uh, and then Mash, you know, uh, basically uh, resists the power of his strings by like uh, basically uh, coming in closer and closer. And like the more he like pulls on his strings, like the more fingers that like Mash breaks. And mm-hmm. then, and in and in ways that fingers should not bend. Yep. And then gets to the point where he just like knees him in the face, in the face, and like this great two page spread. Mm-hmm. Like, like the the the, the page is dedicated to like mash mashes like punches and impacts are like are always. And then like big. we, yeah, and like we get the next bit of the fight, which is really good, where um. 
uh abel <laughs> abel does this like three times in this fight it was like well good thing i've got an even better spell that completely negates the meaning of my first spell my puppet magic is weird um where he's like <laughs> my next spell just turns you into a puppet there was no reason to fight you you're now a puppet and <laughs> mash is a puppet and he walks up to abel and abel is going to take uh the coin from him but mash gives up the cream puff because that's what was in his pocket and he's just like why would i want a cream puff and like as an instinctive reflex mash like wait no you can't have my cream puff takes it back that snaps him out of being a puppet and we get a great internal monologue of abel just going like ah yes that must be the body's natural response he must have loved that cream puff so much to instinctively wait no not, i'm explaining this with science this still doesn't make sense <laughs> they they literally they literally do like they they do the shonen thing of like using like pseudoscience to like explain mm -hmm. the stupid thing that just happened all for like the the, the gag that like oh the, mash instinctively went for the cream puff because he likes cream puffs and then uh then we get the um abel summons a demon made out of baby heads <laughs> nothing to see here it's, it's definitely something to see because mass fights it and considering the other three stages of this fight were like very impactful match has absolutely no problem with the giant demon baby head why would you i see a demon baby head i just want to smash it i think it's around this point where like uh abel says something about like uh rabbits or something i forget exactly yeah. what he says uh, and then mash just throws it back at him like Hey, it looks like you're sweating there, rabbit. Whatever. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I really love the way that, like, uh, the, the villains that, like, Mash fights um, go on, like, this whole, like, metaphorical, like, mm -hmm. soliloquy of, or whatever. And, and I love how Mash just, like, throws that stuff back at him. Which is really great. Yeah. And uh, this fight ends with Mash suplexing him. Like, he just grabs... I mean, I mean, how else can you end the fight, honestly? Yeah, like... Oh, man, my, my favorite part about mash suplexing people is it's not like it even knocks them unconscious. Like Abel's still relatively well off at the next chapter. He even just explains his whole backstory of like, um, my mother was a gentle soul. She would help the pores every day. Then one day, one of the pores killed her. I hate the pores now. I hate them so much. And I'm like, cool, Abel. And that's what and that's why I want to cause genocide. Like that's that's um that's a backstory, I suppose. Everyone's very forgiving of it for um... I love I love how Mash like rationally says like oh, there are bad people like everywhere. You know, you know that, right? And then he tries to do the thing where he's like, Well, they're but but they're all like at the bottom, like where they should be. And I don't I don't know. Like I, I, I do I do like how I do like how rational Mash mm -hmm. is the point where like these debates that they try to have like the like they, they they try to make it sound so deep and mash is coming they're like well, that's it's really not that deep dude yeah yeah and then like he's just like well i mean i i guess you did want to genocide because you felt bad about your mom dying so i guess you're not a bad person i'm like mash step that back a few steps but okay <laughs> <laughs> And um, conveniently, that works because Abel's just like, well, I have been beaten. Mash, you are truly a genius. I am going to he, he does the Latin for like mass incarceration libertarium or something. 
and all the people are like let go and um lemon was one of those people so she and finn and mash have my favorite two panels which are them just celebrating and then coins start raining down and they're like coins 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 oh man it's just so dumb i do always love like the little like celebratory panels at mm -hmm. the end of at the end of like each arc where they they just do like a stupid thing whatever it, it's they're the, the those kinds of moments are pretty good this arc literally just ends with them dancing <laughs> Hero, hero, hero. Husband, husband, husband. <laughs> uh, hashtag squad goals. Yep. <laughs> then, like, Doc comes out of nowhere with his face <laughs> caved in, and, like, I don't remember, like, if we saw that happen or how that happens. He, he got, he sacrificed himself for Finn. He got hit in the face by that, like, big stone tiger. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. They just don't reference it still then, and then he literally just joins them dancing. <laughs> like... <laughs> with his face still caped in yeah like it's they literally don't care and i love it um <laughs> and then we we get the ending scene of why um rain was here at all was uh he found one of the people i don't recognize him but he was disguised as someone and he he was disguised as um um as lance Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Rain basically saw through his disguise. I feel bad. I, I think this is supposed to be Innocent Zero, or at least one of his henchmen. Rain calls him Innocent Zero. Oh, no. He says Innocent Zero, but then says a dark magic organization. So I guess he's explaining the organization, the criminal he's talking. It's a weird exposition line. You can tell we definitely read this ahead of time. Uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I am, I am first to say I, I read the Magia Lupus arc, but uh, holy crap, do a lot of different fights happen over a short amount of time. Um, we, we basically get to a point where like, uh, in the middle of celebrating, Mash leaves to go get snacks, and then the the innocent Zero guy comes in to basically get rid of Abel for doing for doing a bad job and and uh, basically failing so hard. Then Mash comes back in with like a bunch of cream puffs. The innocent Zero guy is just like, is that, is that what I think it is? No, I guess that's what I'm looking for. Okay, I'm, I'm getting this pain in my head for some reason. Mm -hmm. Must be must be the thing I'm looking for, but I, I just can't believe it. Like he's 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 in real disbelief that like thing the thing that they're looking for like could be Mash because Mash is so like unassuming and dumb looking essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we get to a point where like. Uh, Abyss Razor sacrifices himself so that Abel doesn't die, gets stabbed with like, because in, this innocent Zero guy has like the um the full on like crown of barbed wire and has like barbed wire magic. So he's he stabs him up. Uh, Mash fights him for a bit. There, there's a bit where like um uh, I think Mash breaks the ground, and, like tries to kick a rock at him and then. Uh, and then the guy licks the rock and Mash is like, why'd you, why'd you lick a rock? Okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> he, he's just being creepy. But like, um, it finally culminates with uh, Mash is just like, well, I, this guy's really strong. I'm not going to be able to take him out. But then Abel's just like, well, I'll summon my big creepy baby demon. And then uh, the innocent Zero guy is just like, well, you're, you're still a kid. Like, come on, that's that's the best you can do but that's not even gonna like phase me he's like but this was just a distraction and he's like what and then mash jumps out of the baby's mouth and says hi and decks the guy unconscious 
uh, it hits him so hard that like he he like breaks through his epidermis and like layer of his not face the epidermis. <laughs> oh, and and then they and then they pull out the spell spell flexion mirror. Oh my Just, god, yeah, I f I forgot the spell flexion mirror where they make this whole big thing about like that's the ultimate weapon. It deflects all magic. You can't do it. And then Mash just runs up and kicks the guy, breaks the mirror. And then every side character at once comes to a crushing realization of like, wait a second. Oh, no, MASH doesn't have magic. He's just super weird. I like how everybody's like it, this. It's like a fantasy story or something. <laughs> ah, dude's name is Selwar. Yep, that's right. That's right. I would um, have never remembered that. You know, you, you would you would think we would remember that because that's such a like dumb, really edgy name. But but you also kind of can't help but love it at the same time. It's also on the outline. I probably should have read that. <laughs> you mean the outline that you made? The outline I made. You're right. Uh, look, I'm I'm just dear audience at home. I'm just gonna let you know. Like in this thing alone, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. There are ten separate fights in this arc. Oh, oh boy. war got got what they wanted. I guess the person they're looking for is Mash for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Summons summons a bunch of big, creepy, long black fingers. Mm -hmm. Come in and take them away to transport them back to probably their secret lair or something. Then Cell War is all like, "Oh, we'll be seeing each other again soon." And then Mash is like, "Good, leave." Good. <laughs> Good. I don't didn't like want your you face to... anywhere anyway. And Why then... didn't you do that sooner? Yeah, and then all the side characters just like, "Well, we got to keep Mash's secret." that he doesn't have magic, because if that got out, that'd be really bad. What about that guy who totally saw and is running out the door to tell everybody? Oh, no! And the next chapter is literally just, it has gotten around to all of school that MASH does not, can't use magic at all at this magic academy. And people are trying to bully him about it because they're idiots, I guess, and did not see everything he can do without magic. Well, um, it's also the impl implication that being associated with a non-magic user is also sketchy. Yep. Up until they crash uh, the celebration tea party where Abel, Abyss Razor, and Lance are all, like, participating. They are yeah. definitely participating. That is definitely a thing they are doing. Now, the guy who wanted genocide on uh, all non-magic users is, is just it's just an ally now. It's fine. Ex excuse me. He's he's realized he doesn't want to genocide anymore because he got punched. Super hard. In all fairness, he doesn't. He never said he didn't want the genocide to stop. Really, Mash just forgave him. So, uh, um, <laughs> like, like a Apple never went like, oh. Guess I don't want that genocide after all. Yeah, no, Matt, Matt's kind of just accepted. Well, I guess if you're going to do it for your mom, <laughs> like it's OK. You, you you just wanted to kill an entire minority of people because you love your mom. Like, look, I, look, I'm, I'm a mama's boy, too. I get it. Jeez. <laughs> just oh, saying, man. why don't you go after the guy who killed your mom? Yeah. I, it, I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty sure he did immediately. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That that one. That one douchebag got what was coming to him. It's not enough. But, but no, but no, he's he's representative of all poor non-magic people. 
<laughs> Look, if the poor people didn't want to be poor, they'd just have more money. I don't know what. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, that that brings us to the end of our reading where they're having their nice little tea party and uh, the people who want to bully Mash are just like, oh, well, nope, this is uh, literally all the strongest uh, <laughs> magic users at the school are all here. So and there were cream puffs. There were cream puffs. The end. But yeah, uh, we come to the end of our reading. So we've got uh, discussion topics we normally like to go through. Uh, we've got some pretty standard ones for a shonen, which or a battle shonen particularly, which uh, Mashal does become. So, um, uh, Colton, you're the guest. Let's start with you. Uh, who's your favorite character? I mean, it has to be Mash. Like, I, no, normally when I'm asked this kind of question, I I don't like just picking the main character because I feel like feel like that's always an easy choice, you know. But like. I feel like mash is my favorite character because like he he not not just because he's the main character but like he obviously he stands out and i think he's the one who has like the funniest reactions to like everything that's going on around him like he pretty like 90 percent of the time he just no sells literally this entire manga like that that's that that's the reason for his existence uh jay who is uh your favorite character i would have to second that assertion just because well I have to say it in full full honesty it took me a while to really get on board for Mash's personality his deadpan dead headedness but there were just so many good panels of his reactions and then he started to you know really kind of throw back some of their conjectures back back in their face and basically you know tell them like that what you're what you're trying to achieve does not make any any sense and is will not be fulfilling i mean he does try to you know and at times convince them that that sounds really dumb i don't know why you think you'd be receive any satisfaction from that but um yeah i just he kind of grew on me i mean cool. in all fairness in all fairness i feel like feel like it's easy to say mash is our favorite character just because like i don't know not that i like dislike the other characters but like i don't i mean at this point anyway i don't really feel like none of them are really as strong as mash or at least i don't really like any of them as much as i like him personally. All, all, all the other characters at this point are literally there to be straight men for well, it's it's kind of different, actually. Mash is the straight man to all of them, but he's also the one doing, like, the weird antics. So, like, they're yeah. reacting to him, and, like, they're really just, like, like side... Not side characters, they're um props, essentially, for his comedy. Hmm. I mean, again, another... Going back to Gintama, like, I feel like this is something that uh, Gintama learned early on as well, where it's like, could have Shinpachi be... The, like the straight man character but it's also kind of fun and interesting to have like uh you know these different pairs of characters that like react to each other like there's literally a point early on in gintama where like shinpachi leaves to go do something else and gin's like hey well i guess i have to be the straight man now like i feel like mm -hmm. that's i feel like that's sirachi at uh of instinctively letting the audience know like uh, maybe we maybe we should change up the character dynamics a little bit. Like I feel like the same thing's kind of going on here, where it's like, you know, uh, Mash obviously is like a really weird character, but like, you know, he he's dense, but like he's also like like aware of his surroundings enough to admit like 
oh that thing that happened was kind of weird like why'd you do that like literally what we were talking about earlier where it's like you know whatever uh cell war the innocent zero guy does like really creepy stuff that you expect like uh over the top villains to do and mash is just here kind of like dude what are you what are you doing that's weird <laughs> like Oh, like, like again, I, I like that Mash's uh, whole point is to just, like, be a straight man to the entire manga, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Matt here. Uh, I mean, how can I not pick Mash? Mash is the obvious one. <laughs> um, like, everyone else is is side characters. But uh, just to eternal contrarian I am, uh, let's go with Dot Barrett. Uh, mostly... You're wrong. Okay. You're, you're wrong. Um... <laughs> Excuse me, does Mash have a um, wand that has a spiked collar at the end? And all of his spell attacks um, He doesn't are just... need one. He's not an edgelord. Here's, here's the thing. I, I would say Abyss Razor is the edgelord. Like, um, his his name is literally Abyss Razor. Yeah, yeah like uh, Dot Barrett is more like uh, that one friend you had in high school who was a little too into like guns and ammo. Like, <laughs> you don't understand. Girls don't like me because they think I'm weird. Well, maybe if you showered, Dot. No, <laughs> but like, um, I don't know. I, I, I like his fights. I, I like the fact that he just has explosion magic. And I, I love his catchphrase of like, die a certain number of times i think it's fun in all fairness if i had to pick like another character he's probably my second favorite at this point like he out of all of like the secondary characters i probably like him the most cool uh let's go around in a different order uh jay what was your uh favorite fight hmm. favorite fight i actually don't really have an absolute favorite but i guess if i had to pick one that's not really but I have to say, um, um, the one with the um, vice headmaster, <laughs> just where he starts there. burying him, just the audacity <laughs> of like, no, I'm just going to bury you. It's not really a fight so much as it is just almost a murder. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was just the audacity of it. I'll take it. Cool, cool. Um. Let's see if I had to go with one. Uh, I think I already mentioned like in the discussion, I actually really like the dot um, Barrett fight with um, the uh, the the girl who I could okay. not find the name for. Uh, but <laughs> P the pig, uh, the pigtail girl or no, 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 not love because she's named uh, whoever was helping Silva. OK, OK, with um, well, he doesn't fight her, but like that whole thing with Silva is actually a really good um like moment with him where they're like trading blows. Mm. I, I, I thought that was a good mix of like cool action and the comedy. So I, I would say that's probably my favorite. And uh, finally, Colton, uh, what was the, uh, your favorite fight? Mm. And that's that's tough, actually, because if I if I thought about all the fights, um, I guess in terms of like just a straight up fight. I, I, I think my favorite fight has to be the, the final fight between uh between Mash and Abel, uh, because, uh, again, I mean, uh, I, I'm a sucker for the big final fights, but also, like, uh, I don't, and I don't think we went over literally every single beat of the fight, but, like, there, I, I think that one has a lot of my favorite beats, like, it's, it, it, I think it's a good combination of, like, again, like, oh, this is a fight that Mash kind of, like, has to figure out a way to, like, 
to to win almost like it kind of requires a little bit of strategy but like i think there are a lot of like like a lot of good gags in that fight too like i think one of them um because we we didn't mention it but like there was a point where uh mash or i guess uh apple uh tries to do the thing where it's like oh i, I have puppet magic so i'm gonna make you fight against your friend or whatever because he mm -hmm. tries to make him fight against finn and mash basically at one point uh counteracts that with oh well you want my coin fine here and then he like licks it as hard as he can to to cut the uh cut the strings and have the coin basically like boomerang back to him mm -hmm. and he's basically just like i guess the coin likes me <laughs> um so the i i like i i like i like how like how much the fight kind of escalates more and more and more uh and yeah i, I just i just thought it was like a good final fight for the arc uh, mm -hmm. Also, uh, and I also thought the fight between him and uh, and Cell War was like a good like, like oh like uh, like not really cool down fight. It was like a small little taste of like like here's a little bit of like what's to come uh, from this like big criminal organization that we're now gonna have to fight or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, uh, Jay, would you continue reading Mashal? I'd love to. Ooh, okay, short and sweet. Um, here, here's a good question. Would you read it outside of the podcast? You want my honest opinion? G yeah, go ahead. I can take it. It's not that I'm... I, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Shodan, but it's not really something I would have picked up on my own as I prefaced earlier. And quite hmm. honestly, it was kind of... Because it was kind of like Hogwarts meets Shonen, the whole genre kind of... like whole. And I understand it's supposed to be like a gag manga. It was just... I don't know. I I don't think I would, honestly. It, there has to be a little bit more than just, you know, fighting arcs. There has to be, like, some plot, some... Um, and not to say that there isn't plot and obviously character development, but those kind of um, are more readily available, I guess, in other, in other series. Also, the art style didn't really pull me in. But that's something I am notoriously particular about. If it doesn't have good art, I can't. I sometimes I just can't read it. So I I came into this episode going like, no, I would not read more Mashal. But like, I don't know. It this happens to me a lot as I'm talking about something in retrospect. I'm like, no, that was really cool when that happened. Like, the physical act of reading it was just like me confused and being like, who is this character again? And like. <laughs> Do I really care about their story? Which uh, there, there was a lot of characters I flat out don't care about in Mashal, and they got like solid fights by themselves. Like Lance is cool, but like I know nothing about him. And also, was he a clone the entire arc? There, I don't know. I, I think, I think they mentioned at one point because they were like, "Oh, hey, uh, hey, where were you?" And I, I, I think he was off, like. Because uh, there, I think there were other like innocent zero people in in the school, and I th I think he offhandedly mentions that like he had to fight some of them. They like ran into him or something. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't think I don't think he was a clone the whole time, but at at mm -hmm. some point, El War decided like oh, I'm going to disguise myself as one of the students. I think. Yeah, but like um, I don't know. I I came into this going like no, I I wouldn't read more Mashal. It it kind of skipped ahead, but like. I don't know. I, I'm kind of intrigued to see where it goes from now. Um, 
I wouldn't say I'd put this on like a, I definitely need to like check it every time it updates and like rush to get up to date with it. But like I would definitely like do another arc of it because you would like like you wouldn't read it week to week. No, no, I, I don't think I could read this week to week. It's well, when it's the gag manga part, sure, because that's like a solid week of something happening. But like I, I would have to wait for like the entire able fight to be out at once or I don't know. I don't think I could do. That being said, I'm also more of a person. I like to wait for arcs to finish and then just marathon it, which kind of why we do the show this way. <laughs> That's totally fair. Um, you don't have to bother asking me, but I would continue because I, <laughs> I'm mostly up to date. I think I'm like a few chapters behind, but like uh, I'm kind of the same way. Like, mm-hmm. look, look, just a small, small tangent here. But I have learned ever since like this started up the Shonen Jump app. It is mentally impossible for me to keep up with 20 plus series every week. Yeah. Um, so so there are just some series that like, you know, like there are some series that like I legitimately really enjoy, but like just kind of fall to the wayside because like, well, uh, no, I, I, I just I just happen to stay more caught up with certain series than others, you know, just mm-hmm. uh, just by sheer like priority or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Mashal, it's like. No, uh, I don't think I technically read this part week to week because Mash was definitely one of those things where it's like I picked it up and I was like, okay, this is kind of okay. Like, has some funny parts. I, I keep up with it. Um, but it wasn't until like I think this this arc was finished that like I just kind of like binged through it. Basically, mm-hmm. I just kind of got to a point where I was like, oh, oh, this is this is turning into something else now. Like now, now I'm kind of hooked. Like you know, as much as we talked about the whole like. Oh, it's again going back to Gintama because I'm I'm physically incapable of not talking about Gintama. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, like it, it's like it's like Gin said in that one chapter of Gintama where he fights uh, Zenzo, I think, over the jump. Where he's literally, at literally one point he's like, ah, yes, every jump uh, jump manga turns into a battle manga, and that's that's kind of the case with this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like as much as I like Mash, like. I don't think I would be as into this if it were just straight comedy all the time. Like I do, I do think something like this at some point would have required a bit more stakes for me to like feel invested. You know, like if, if this were like an actual gag manga that was just kind of like a one and done thing, I don't think I would like it as much. But because it is like sort of a Harry Potter spoof, uh, and you know, again, like the, the whole reason like I I like this comic is because like. You know, part of the joy I get out of it is it's not like it's not really the shonen stuff because I feel like without the angle of Mash kind of like no selling the entire comic, I don't think it would be as entertaining. Mm -hmm. Like with that without that element, I feel like it would be would be a little too straightforward for me. Like I don't think it would be like as interesting. You know? Yeah. Like I like I I think it is its sense of humor that uh, like coupled with the shonen. Uh, qualities of it uh i think that keep me coming back to it so i mean i don't know like per- personally i uh no like i can totally understand like not wanting to read this week to week because it's like well you only get so much out of a chapter of mashal every week especially if they're in the middle of like a big fight but like i think i think reading through whole arcs i think is probably the way to go for for some people and that that's to say like that's just kind of how i end up reading it honestly even though i i would like to keep up with the week to week because i like it that much but just kind of end up reading big chunks of it anyway so it, it works out well 
Uh, that uh, kind of brings us to the end here. Uh, so uh, thanks for coming on, Colton. Um, where can uh, where can uh, folks uh, hear more from you if they want to? Well, luckily for them, I have a multiple different podcasts they can listen to me on. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, I've talked about Gintama a lot because I can't help myself. And if you want to hear me talk more about Gintama, you should listen to Just a Gintama podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Gintama podcast. Uh, if you want to hear me talk more about just manga in general, I ha I I co-host my own manga podcast called Manga Mavericks. Uh, that's hosted at, over at uh, allcomic.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at manga underscore mavericks. Uh, basically, we try to cover as much news as possible, like new series, uh, new license, new licenses, uh, whatever's going on in the industry, as well as like whatever we're reading at the moment. I, I think I mentioned at some point in this episode that uh, we did an entire Yu-Gi-Oh episode. Like we we will cover entire series in one episode if we can because we're we're insane like that. Um, but uh, and I, I guess I'm not gonna list over like all my different podcasts. Basically, if you want to listen to my other podcast, uh, I, you can go to my personal blog at coltoncorner.wordpress.com. I have a page dedicated with links to basically whatever I'm doing at the moment. Uh, including past projects and uh, other guest spots and other podcasts, which uh, when this is out, I should definitely add a link to this episode of the Overmanga cast. People can listen to it. But uh, yeah, again, coltoncorner.wordpress.com is where you can find all my other podcasts. And in general, you can follow me on Twitter at SniperKing323 if you uh, if you feel like following me. Uh, that's really about it for my stuff. Cool. And yeah, thanks awesome. again. For, yeah, thanks again for coming on. And um if you want to follow more of us, uh, we are at OverMangaCast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're OverMangaCast on YouTube. Uh, the episodes go live there two days later if you want to comment on individual things. And um, as always, uh, if you um, want to yell at our bad opinions or just review the episode, uh, drop us a review on iTunes or really any place you want to. Uh, we love hearing feedback. Um, also, if you uh, have like a series you'd like us to read, reach out. Um, occasionally we listen to people when they say to do that and then we uh, read Gintama. Yes. <laughs> definitely was not that definitely was not my suggestion. Nope, no way. <laughs> Wait, Colton, you like Gintama? I would have never known. <laughs> I, I, I know the, the cat's out of the bag. The secret's out. You never I, I bet you never would have guessed. As uh, always, uh, we'll uh, draw this uh, episode to a close and um, on the reading list for next week, we have uh Dondadon chapters uh, one through seventeen. It should be a wild ride. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, I should I should catch up on that so I can listen. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, read chapters one through seventeen by next week, and then you'll you'll be all good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we'll also have a special guest for that one. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah.